Thank you, Chairman Schatz, Vice Chair Murkowski, and members of the committee. Uh, my name is Kirk Francis. I'm from the Penobscot Indian Nation in the state of Maine. I want to begin my testimony by thanking Secretary Deb Holland for beginning the Federal Indian Board and School Initiative and elevating the need to compile some facts and humanity around this issue. One of the main benefits to compiling this information is that Native Americans who are impacted by these schools get more educated about the facts and learn that they are not alone in this experience. At one point in time, over 100 of our children were in boarding schools, in particular the Carlisle Indian School. The impacts of that on our community are still being felt today. As chief of the Penobscot Nation, I was involved in two significant commission efforts. One was the Maine Wabanaki State Child Welfare Truth and Reconciliation Commission. The other was the Maine Indian Tribal State Commission. I share my experiences of those commissions with you to help inform your views of the commission being established by S-2907. The Maine Truth and Reconciliation Commission was a temporary commission intended to investigate and compile information about the child welfare system in Maine. The effort was grassroots driven by tribal and state child welfare workers who agreed that the existing system was flawed. Their efforts began in 2008. The five-person commission was seated in early 2013 and released its report in June 2015. Overall, the commission, in my opinion, was a success. The commission process allowed for both sides to get educated about the issues, share their experiences and perspectives, and better understand each other. Since the commission's report, changes have been made to the state child welfare system to ensure that each Wabanaki government is able to fully participate in decisions that imp impact Wabanaki children. What I think made the commission successful was one, the tribal and state child welfare workers wanted to make the change. They would buy in, there was buy-in from the state governor and all Wabanaki governments. The commission's focus was narrowly tailored to one topic and the commission focused its work on compiling factual information, but allowed the voices of those impacted by the system to be heard. The commission did a good job of describing its work as a conversation versus an investigation to place blame on any person or entity. The other commission I have experienced with is the Maine Indian Tribal State Commission, which is an intergovernmental entity created by the Maine Implementing Act of 1980, which is the state law that implements the federal Maine Indian land claims. This commission is comprised of 13 members, six of which appointed by the tribes, six by the state, and those 12 choose a chair. The primary purpose of this commission is to continually review the effectiveness of the Settlement Act and the social, economic, and legal relationship between the state of Maine and three of the Wabanaki nations. This commission is permanent and does not expire. Unfortunately, this commission has not been as effective in improving the relationship between the Wabanaki nations and the state. This is not the fault of the individual members of the commission but more about the structure of the commission. At times, the state has failed to fill its six spots, which impairs the ability of the commission to get its work done. Additionally, very few recommendations of the commission actually get implemented by the state or Congress. Because of this, individual members of the commission and the tribes get frustrated and question the purpose of the commission. Based on these experiences, I have several suggested edits, excuse me, for the committee to consider 
in making uh, S2907, but seeing my time is short, I just want to mention a couple. The language of S2907 should be reviewed to make sure that it encompasses all the schools identified in Volume 1 of Interior's report. The bill seems to only include schools that were directly operated by the federal government or churches versus schools that meet the four criteria used by Interior. The members of the commission are all appointed by the federal government, which will likely minimize trust in the commission's work. I recommend revising the bill to require that the federal government select their appointees from people nominated by national and regional tribal organizations. Lastly, there are no next steps for what happens to the report that the commission develops. I recommend that the bill include language that requires the secretaries of education, interior, and health and human services to conduct consultation about the findings and recommendations in the report and that the Committee on Indian Affairs conduct a hearing on the report in the future. I think that's about my time. I thank you for allowing me to be here and I'm happy to answer any questions, Mr. Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Chief Francis. And uh, now we'll hear from Ms. Sandra Whitehawk, President of the Na uh, National Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition. 